0: Welcome to What The Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit. Whatever
1: the fuck that means.
0: Hello, Ange Gordon. Welcome back. Welcome. Thanks for having me. (laughs) I'm your host, Chrissy Grody. Ange is back with us. She is the owner of Benefit Studio. If you haven't listened to her episode, she's fucking hilarious. So please go back and listen and go take one of her classes. Her favorite of mine is the Strength Class Wednesdays i haven't been in a while though 6 p.m it happens it's like, because i'm i'm soaking up well, you're doing like the outside stuff right yes. as long as you can i'm soaking up the last of market muscles so and i have
1: like a huge question which doesn't pertain to much but no, like please. the system of strength i need to know what this is all about like i don't yeah i keep
0: seeing it like and i'm like where is this? Doing, what is doing they're doing they're a really yet, good right? job promoting um they're not here yet they're opening in november so where are they already um they're in columbus okay they have a whole a a studio in columbus which is like where they originated where they're from and now they're expanding into cincinnati um sarah yanito do you know sarah yanito i know Uh, who that is yeah yoga yep um she's like opening the studio and so i don't think they've announced like other trainers and everything yet but they're set to open in november and and i i don't know honestly that that's kind of like the most i know about it and i know they have several different class formats strength yeah cardio, there's recovery. like a whole
1: like if you watch the little intro thing there's like a recovery and endurance yeah there's like strength there's like stamina there's like heat, all these really some, pl- cool some shit.
0: classes are heated oh which is cool so yeah i'm really excited but yeah i'm kinda i was what like is. what is this i need to know like i feel like I, I was missing some big thing and i'm like
1: wait like and then i googled it i'm like there's not one here. Like no, You just kept saying, coming. like, coming to Sensi, coming yes. to Cincy. Okay. Yes. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. So I need to. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Right. Thank yeah, you for clearing course, that up. Of course. I feel like I was missing for. some big thing, and I'm like, <laughs> how not, do I miss
0: this? You're not missing anything. But how's your week going? Good. It's Monday. We're recording on it's a Monday. Monday. <laughs> we just had to go through kind of our. It's, uh, good. Yeah, it's all right. So yeah. It's pretty good. I'm really just looking forward to getting home and watching The Politician. On Netflix, the politician. Have, is that
1: era. I've never watched it. Like, have Have you seen it though on Netflix? I've seen like previous it but I've never watched it. Like I'm always looking. And I always try and start stuff, and then I never finish it. So currently, I have watched. I am watching Thirteen Reasons Why because my two teenage kids watched it. I don't and even said think I know really what that good. is. So it's about this girl that commits suicide and it goes through like the 13 people that did shitty things to her. Okay, that sounds so, so depressing. Th- no, it's cool oh, because okay. <laughs> it's not cool. Yeah, no, yeah, like yeah. wrong. Like <laughs> no, the not. show
0: is we're, cool. Yeah, <laughs> Hold
1: on, back that up. We're I didn't not. say that. <laughs> but each episode is about a different person. So it's like you could just oh, watch one and yes. be fine. Or, And it's definitely like geared towards like high school kids yeah. or whatever. But my two teenage kids were like, mom, it was really good. And like the one day I said something about like, uh, i totally didn't have time to take a shower today and my son's like you should probably stop watching 13 reasons why are you depressed <laughs> I'm like no i just yeah. didn't have to, i yeah. wanted yeah. to take a nap instead
0: of a shower yeah. i know that
1: sounds horrible but that's exactly what Wait, was going no, on i day. would I'm like, so eh,
0: i would definitely choose I'm a nap definitely going to over a shower, nap yeah. over <laughs> a shower. i don't do that often i did shower this afternoon no i do i do like, just throw a hat on i don't know i know anytime you see me in a hat probably haven't showered and I'm I like, wear hats I'm a half lot. And half,
1: like, I have one on right now. <laughs> half hat, half night. Or if I'm in a hurry and I yeah. like, don't want to wait for my hair to dry and it was going to rain. Yeah. So curly hair is stupid in the rain. No, like, for sure. We're I, wearing a
0: hat. I, I I hear you. But no, The Politician is really good. I've only seen two episodes, but it's so funny and so, I don't know. I'm so into it. It's really good. I'll have to mark it's, that down. It's going to be my like fall show for sure. The fall now show. now that it's like you know getting darker colder i'm like now i like watch tv i don't really watch tv in the summer at all no there's like
1: out for so long there's yeah. just so much stuff going on yeah, yeah 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 there's definitely more tv time in the like fall to winter yes
0: yes but what's been your favorite workout so
1: i i just did this on saturday Ooh. i switched like on the rower from meters to calories and did, like, just okay. the rower and just, like, sandbag clean and squats. Like, so I started with, like, 50 calories uh-huh. and then 25 sandbags, 40, 20. So I, like, decreased uh-huh. the, ro- the calories by 10 on the rower. Because I don't like cardio. Uh-huh. But I was like, okay, maybe I can do this. And it's very humbling to... Um, do 50 calories on the rower and i'm like i was here for almost four minutes like i was gonna say you know wh- how much food i could eat in four minutes wait like, wh-
0: <laughs> so it okay i was gonna ask like what the ca- like, what the calorie thing is so it's just so instead of the meters it yeah, calculates yeah, yeah, calories. yeah 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 Obviously, i was gonna say, like, not exact time. no right but it's so the timing so f- so four, it was close minutes? To four minutes
1: it was like 341 and I'm not a super fast rower. Like there was a guy who did it in like two fifty seven, whatever, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> but and it would decrease like so fifty calories was like three forty something, and then forty calories was like three. And I went all the way down to just like ten calories, which was like, ooh, forty two seconds. That was fucking great. But That's a long time it on was, the rower. It was a good um it was cool when you work down like descending numbers. Yeah, I like that better. Like you know there's an end and you're mm-hmm. like, Okay, just keep going. Just keep going.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I adjusted, right? You're good. You're good. We got you. <sighs> yeah, we got you. Okay. <laughs> test, test, test. Testing, testing. No, you're good. You were just kind of talking on the side, and I wanted to make sure everyone hears you loud and clear, and Because
1: <laughs> I'm so soft-spoken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <Right. laughs> exactly. So exactly.
0: So, yeah, I liked that. So how I'll long was the workout in, in total?
1: Um, It took me, like, about 35 to 40 minutes.
0: So like, you just did it on your own? or did you? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I
1: wrote that on Saturday for, like, my... On Saturday, we all work out together. Yeah. So I had four different workouts, and I told people, like, pick one, two, three, whatever. Oh,
0: cool. And that was the
1: one that I started with because it was the one I really didn't want to do. Yeah. And I'm like, so I should probably do it. Right. Like, there was, like, everybody else was like, oh, my God, why is it so long? But it was it was long enough, but it, it was good. Like, I hate cardio, and I'm really trying to be better about doing, like, Metcons and figure out things that'll make me move a little quicker. Yeah. Because I...
0: Well... Yeah, I hear you. So my favorite workout, and you maybe you tell me this is kind of what you're thinking, what's in line with your thinking. So I went to Sarah Jenkins at the original method. She has a, she calls it 50-50. It's like half strength, half endurance. But this class ran more like kind of a a cardio class. So we did a warm-up, whatever. And then we had a minute kettlebell swings, a minute on the rower, a minute on the assault bike, a minute jump squats a minute ski erg, one minute rest, three times through. So you don't rest in between. Oh, you don't
1: rest in between. Like just
0: So yeah, kind of like the Metcon style where you yeah. pick like four or five things and you just right.
1: go for yeah. either reps. or yeah. No, that would be my idea of cardio. Like I don't yes. want to be stuck no, that, in a machine. Yeah, I, yeah, that was probably an ass kicker.
0: I, it was an ass kicker. I loved it because I, I get to, I hadn't been able to do like dial into like the rest period. And I love this very very intense workout and then that minute of rest where you're just like preparing to go at it again yeah and i can just like really focus on my breathing and every movement i was doing like the kettlebell swing the row the ski erg i was trying to link my to my breath to movement just to keep me like in control in control and i was working really hard and i was like obviously my heart rate was really elevated but i felt in control of it like i felt calm and gathered even though i was working really hard and it was tough i felt like i was mastering it but not in a way that was like oh i got this it's easy no but like that i was like steering the ship of my workout
1: that in a minute is like you i think you do you really have to be in tune with like your breathing and your body because a minute like if you start like swinging a kettlebell like 100 miles an hour like you're gonna burn out in like 20 seconds so when you know jump squats that you're stuck yeah yeah that is a lot of jump squats yeah yeah so, but it probably forced you to, like, go lower, yep. which you're going to get more out of. Right. And not necessarily just, like, I just tried to keep it, like, rhythmic,
0: like, you know, like, I just, like, to start at the same intensity and end at the same intensity for the minute.
1: Oh, that's good. That's yeah. That's definitely some endurance for right. a minute. Like, right. No, that was probably a good
0: one. It was. It was really great. So it was five exercises and then a minute rest yeah. or four? Uh, Cattlebell swings, rower, assault bike, jump squat, ski erg, five. So five. Oh. Yeah, a minute, and we did it three times through. Yeah, that's, I, yeah, I think I'd like that. So yeah, then it keeps it's like, you, you can't get bored, you can't like, when you're like done no. in like
1: 20 minutes.
0: Yeah, pretty much. But so it's yeah. like,
1: okay, I'm good. Like, yeah. If you had time and want to do more, cool. But if you yeah. didn't, like, yeah, you're good. You're Definitely. totally good. Yeah. That's yeah I great. Like that.
0: Okay. What's your thing you want to talk about? Your fitness, wellness thing, 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 thing. So, okay. So I do
1: like that I've been seeing all these, not all these people. Um, <laughs> Sarah Jenkins and Anna, (laughs) both talking about, like, the winter and, like, putting on muscle and, like, feeding the body to put on muscle. I love that you're talking about It causes you to, like, put on some fat. Like, that's what happens. So in the competition world or whatever, like, we spend a bulking season, Uh which eat a little more because you're trying to build some solid muscle. Right. But not only those two, which i don't even know sarah she's probably like okay creeper but hey no, sarah she's not a <laughs> um, hey
0: creeper she'll love it and i i'm glad you said that. i noticed that too and i was it's like a cool app- like, it's really
1: cool it's very cool because we all get focused on like
0: oh this sweet and this sweet and i ate this and well yeah that. And, and, and and then, then p- you
1: it's like a reverse kind of i don't know and you, I see more and more people like transformations like the opposite way. Like, I was really unhealthy, and all I yeah. did was like run 10 miles a day. And so now I put on weight and I'm better. Yeah. So Stronger. I, f- I mean, and they're feel like yeah. we're getting better and, about numbers. Right. And those
0: two are, you know, influential in the fitness community. People look up to them and they're fucking really strong and really yeah. fit women that are like, yeah, this, I'm, I'm training for performance. I'm not training to be smaller.
1: No, like that's, you know, you always see that like, I'm not training to be skinny. I'm training to be a badass or, yeah. you know, whatever yeah. it is. But I do think that. That's pretty fucking cool. I agree because you do you put on some fat if you're gonna build some good solid muscle like you have, you have to. to put on some fat and then you reverse that or like whatever right. reverse dieting or however you want, not even dieting just, yeah it's just different you eat a little more calories and I don't know like it just makes sense
0: yeah you're gonna get stronger you're gonna put like you want to be building strength you can't be trying to to deplete yourself and they're doing it
1: healthy like there's yeah. a healthy way to do it like i'm nice. not saying you should put on 40 pounds this winter and then no. try and get it all off like oh uh, it
0: was bulking, like, season. Oh, it's, <laughs> know, it's
1: bulking season like that's like my favorite thing to say is like well i'm bulking like,
0: yeah. so <laughs> so pass the nachos <laughs>
1: so yeah because i need those because we yeah. are gonna squat that's like 600 gonna... pounds in yeah. three months so
0: <laughs> totally it can't there's, be an excuse but, i mean it's,
1: yeah yeah like but there's a healthy way to do it. And I guarantee those two are like, you know, they're yes. adding calories like a good healthy way. Right. But then it kind of, it's also kind of like, okay, it's less restrictive mm-hmm. and it's just kind of nice. It's and like totally nice to see it. It's totally a breath okay of fresh air to like put on a couple pounds or like not be able to like rock the cr- you. May- I don't know. As right. long as you feel okay about yourself, like don't start beating yourself up because I think that there's a lot of people that'd be like, oh my God, I put on five pounds. I can't do this muscle thing. And it's like,
0: uh like kind of yeah, have I'm to like figure five, that out what the fuck is five pounds i feel like i fluctuate my weight fluctuates so much and like i, I don't even know what well five. we as women yeah women like fluctuate p- like
1: up to seven pounds within yes. like 24
0: hours yes
1: based on like water or what we yes. ate or like are you on your period on your period yeah. like i mean so yeah when somebody's like oh my god i went on vacation and gained three pounds i'm like you probably didn't try temporary and it's like
0: three pounds like don't you just want to slap someone who like, says that Listen, anyone like, listening oh don't God. if anyone ever says that again just don't fucking open your mouth and say that again no, it's no one wants to hear that stupid. or like i like when people
1: are like well i weigh like 160.4 sixty point four. I'm like <laughs> what the fuck like 0.4 <laughs> <0. 4? laughs> like what because like, just, like you wore pants today or piss. like I don't, yeah. I don't get it like they're like oh i'm down like three quarters of a pound i'm like <laughs> Uh okay. <laughs> oh. Okay, right, right, like, right. It's just funny. We get so caught up on
0: numbers. We but do I, get caught up in numbers, and this isn't meant to, you know, give anyone a hard time or shame anyone into it. But also, no, just, like be self aware when you're talking about shit like that to people. Yeah,
1: because people are like, oh, I know. I have one particular lady who, like, she i mean she's the best but she's always like oh just i'm one stomach flu away from the ideal weight and i'm like janet
0: that is so <laughs> bad
1: like for sure
0: you know like, i've totally don't said that before. wish for like a
1: stomach flu like i've totally said that. i don't know <laughs> put on a sweatsuit and sit in the sauna and get rid of your water weight and you're probably going to get that point
0: yes. yes that you you're don't like, want to be Come on just the flu for october <laughs> will be able to get me through the holidays <laughs> But I
1: do like that and I've seen a lot of it like on Instagram or whatever people putting on weight yeah. or muscle and doing it in a healthy way or finding it that they're way healthier or way happier. Right. Like and less restrictive or you yeah. know like you have to still follow like I kind of think like an 80-20 is a healthy way to be like 80% of the time I'm very cognizant and like mm-hmm. eating very clean mm-hmm. but like allow yourself that sometime where like if you're at the movies and you love that buttered popcorn like oh, you God, should yeah. probably just have
0: it. Yeah. Like, well and I also okay. I think just in general shining light on the process and the journey most of the time we're just getting people's final destination you know like say like they wouldn't they wouldn't post anything about what they're doing right now or we wouldn't have any insight into what they're going through or you know maybe what they're mentally struggling with because they both admitted it is difficult to see the changes in your body like this knowing even though there is an end goal but then that we just see the end goal of like oh this person they just you know they just they just snapped their fingers and they looked like that and not to say like no there was a lot of work that was so, put yeah, in yeah you're that's
1: a good point so yeah. it is cool that they're like kind of like
0: here yeah, I, I am right now both, this is where like, I am yeah. this is what I'm
1: doing like because Sarah the one day was like I wasn't going to post this picture because I look horrible and I'm like yeah. hey, but you don't look horrible no. you're like in the yeah. middle of
0: like a lifting game, right lifting something, like a <laughs> game
1: like <laughs> lifting insane amounts of weight and you're like this tiny little thing like right. but 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 I get people, it I get it I've, I get it too like my, I've looked at pictures and I'm like oh like, yes.
0: Can't post that. Why do I look like that? Yeah, like, yeah, hmm. yeah, right. And other people would like not even notice it. No, yeah, that's the thing. Nobody yeah. were our worst critics. Yes, for sure, for sure. That's how it so is. I want to talk about the Wellness Your Way Festival, which we were both in attendance. <laughs> okay, <laughs> f- super fangirled. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I-, I, I know you. I loved it. I was too. So uh, this festival was a couple weeks ago now, put on by Kroger and four time Emmy nominated Jewel. Um, I felt like they fucking threw did that you, out.
1: Did you see Jewel? I
0: actually did see Jewel. She ran into me. I was in line. So this this festival for everyone is a quick recap. It's it's literally like trick-or-treating for adults in Absolutely. the wellness space. You get these huge grocery bags and you just get to walk around. If, if you haven't been, you must go for the free samples the alone. <laughs> sure. You just get to go with this huge bag. All these vendors are here and they're giving you samples of protein, collagen, bars, uh, like big, we got an
1: avocado, we got we got squash. I got I got
0: squash, I got <laughs> apples, I got <laughs> granola bars, greeting cards. Did you pick your two, two greeting, greeting cards? greeting cards I have free greeting cards, Be- beauty products, Birch that bees What's the shit? The uh,
1: beauty the, bar. Back the there. beauty
0: bar. You get to go and pick up like mascaras, yeah. and face washes, and hair. Pro- I mean, you guys. It's called
1: beef jerky, like real full size bags had of beef jerky. Alcohol. Turkey.
0: They had white cloth samples. They had <laughs> Isn't like <that>
1: hilarious. <laughs> it's like white. I was like, well, this is like basic white girl religion. like white claws,
0: wine, Heineken, yeah, and something else. I stayed away from that section because I wasn't drinking, but yeah, they have it all, and they have like cooking demos. They have people like presentations, speakers. meditation things, and then the workouts. So I went because I wanted to work out with Kaiza kaisa fit which is why you were there too and so that workout i thought it was great i loved her she was so sweet and i like her this woman you guys look her up or i tagged her in uh, a picture that i got with her from the festival at kaisa fit it's like she has springs on her feet (laughs) she is so fit she is so strong and she's like so mobile yes she's so flexible even though she's like really strong and built. She's very like athletic
1: build. Like that's yes. what I like about her. She comes from like lots of athletics in her background, lots of playing sports. And she's been able to like tie that into, I mean, mobility. She has a whole series too. Like yeah. if you watch it like on her mobility. Yes. She's like, okay, you need to do this. Like, right. Yeah. She's,
0: Cool. I, I, and I followed her for so long and then found out she was coming. I was like, this is amazing. So she was with Kevin Hart's trainer. Which I didn't boss. know that
1: was his trainer until I showed my son my picture. And he's like, what? You met Kevin Hart's trainer? Did you get his autograph? I'm like i didn't know i didn't even know that was kevin hart's trainer i had no idea i it was just
0: cool i knew because alex harbin of iron sharpens iron they had a workout there i was chatting with him and he's like yeah it's kevin husher and i'm like wouldn't have known i didn't really care about him that much he was fine yeah he was yeah he was
1: fine yeah I just train you were great
0: yeah it was good no yeah
1: but he was i good. Yeah, definitely went for her she, completely and went she
0: and her. i loved her approach too she was like like t- take a lot of, they're gonna we're giving you different options listen to your body like don't kill yourself to do this workout you know i don't know it was just her her overall approach was but really so really it was great. so funny how they like they like played off each other i yeah, think that was like, a little act. back and forth yeah like, oh i said this i said that. right i was kind of annoyed but i honest. guess it's
1: the just train versus just move yeah like he's just train and she's like just move yeah like move anyway whatever, yeah but yeah he's
0: like don't stop don't he's like the hard ass yeah It's like, like bad cop good cop
1: that's exactly what it was, like yeah. bad cop, good cop.
0: Yeah, but it was, it was awesome. Good. Yeah, so then after they had a little photo op, so angie yeah. and I waited in line. We got our photo, and I have such a funny story. So I like go up to her, and and she's so sweet. She's like, so "Thank sweet. you for coming," and she was like, "Are you guys? Are you from Cincinnati?" I had like my What the Fit hat on, and I was yeah. like, "Yeah, I'm from Cincinnati." You know, I have like a, po- a podcast. To me. she's like, "Oh my god, that's so great." She's like, um, "What's it called?" And I was like, "It's called What the Fit," and she's like, "Oh yeah, that's ca-. and I was like, "Fuck," because when I came up with the name What the Fit, I had it for a while. I don't know anything about Kevin Hart. But <laughs> someone texted me and was like, Oh, do you know that Kevin Hart's doing this thing called What the Fit? And I was like, motherfucker. And I was like, he won't come after me. He's not, it's fine. Like right. I can, there's fine. a lot of What the Fit is like not this new novel idea of, of a, a concept of a name. Like I'm sure a lot of other things are called What the Fit. Right. So I was like, whatever, I don't care. But then when she was like, Calling to boss, like, oh, what the f-? I'm like, uh, well, I mean, um, I did- <laughs> like, please don't get me in trouble. <laughs> she's like, she's like, no, it's cool. Like, do whatever you got to do. And I was like, yeah, I-, I didn't know that he had the name. She, I was like, seriously about to fucking panic. I was like, Ryan, get our bags. We got to go. We got to get gotta out of go. go. <laughs> here. It was really funny because she was just like, no, it's totally cool. Like, do whatever. But I don't that's know. cool. That's funny. I know. But I have to say, I, I was under no kind of pretense that this was a wellness festival this was a kroger festival yes so it was definitely a kroger Kroger which was great and amazing and i love love the event but i feel like to say that it's wellness like they obviously have partners and vendors and they're trying to sell you things and they give you coupons and like they're pushing products that they want you to see it's not necessarily like this is what's healthy and like contributing to your wellness kind of thing you know
1: but I did, I will give them credit for, I did like the fact that there wasn't a million booths that were selling things. Oh, yeah. There, there was, was only like a couple. Right. That were like, and it was like the waterproof like phone case
0: thing or whatever. Oh, like yeah. No, company. there was like nothing. So yeah. I
1: definitely was like, ooh, this is, it was this more is just nice. Like, so you
0: didn't feel like pressure right. to like buy stuff. No, like, no. It was more like be aware of this product and then come buy it at Kroger. But it
1: definitely, I'll, yeah, it's definitely like a Kroger. Because like we walked by like where it looked like it was like a grocery store. And I'm like, ooh, do we get to grocery shops? So I like make my way in there. and bitch, she was telling me all about the, digital signage that's coming to Kroger and oh, she yeah. like went into like no, it, it, yeah like, it's a total oh, Okay,
0: oh. it's a total Kroger festival no no shade no hate it was awesome it's really no, cool Kroger's I hope it- obviously killing
1: it if you can give out like 5,000 bags of free beef jerky yes <laughs> like that stuff's expensive seriously and yeah. mascaras I was like yeah. three mascaras Eos chapstick yes. bird's Like I've been using that all the I did the take reg. two Eos chapsticks because I got one and, for my daughter okay uh, so I didn't I take won't two tell. because I was greedy but like I won't I was tell I, I like, took the dark pink and the light pink and told that
0: lady behind me, like, shh, I'm getting it for a friend. <laughs> no, so that's where I saw Jewel. She was coming up for like a photo op and and sh- I was in line and she was coming in behind me, but I didn't know she was there. And so I just like stepped back and then Jewel was right there. So I ran into her. You literally ran? I literally ran into, into her. I mean, she ran into me. I was fucking there first. <laughs> yeah, you were there bitch.
1: first. <laughs> so yeah, I saw her because she ran into me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving yeah. on. But that's, that was it. I don't know friend. that I would
0: even know you would 100% was her? know it was her. You would 100% know it was her. I
1: think? Yes. You would recognize her teeth. Like, Oh, because uh, they're still like. Yeah, she never her, got them fixed. But that's kind of like her thing. That's, that's her always thing. been her thing. But I remember like being like, why wouldn't you just fix your teeth? But that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Like, let, pe- let, mean, her, let her live her truth. That's your
0: thing. So like,
1: obviously, we know that about her. So everybody else does.
0: Yeah, totally. All right, and Wild card. I really like this one. I feel <laughs> like what I've maybe had a reiteration but not this exact thing. If you were stranded on a desert island and all your human needs were met, food, water, shelter, what two things would you bring?
1: So I've been thinking about this all day. Yeah, good. So I would bring mascara because <laughs> I love my eyes and I love eyelashes. So I would definitely bring so mascara.
0: So mascara for only
1: for no one else on the care. island That's to fine. see but it's you for me for me only. <laughs> and I had to really think about this. I would bring a solar-powered radio. Right. Because I'm not going to have batteries. Right. And
0: I feel like. You want to talk
1: to everybody people? would be like. Yeah. I want to talk to people and I want to like listen to music. Damn. So definitely more for like music. Like I want to be able to listen to music because I. That would be fine. Yeah. And I'm like I didn't want to be cliche like well I bring my phone because I think no, that's you can't. not the point. No you can't. No yeah you no can't phone. bring your phone. So I could either like on the CB radio like find like not like. I guess people on C maybe like every once in a while. I don't know, but definitely music more so for music. I didn't even think about talking to people. I was just thinking about music. <laughs> well, that's a, That's mascara. a good point. So <laughs> music and mascara.
0: I love it. I love it. That makes, that makes sense for you. I, I, I get it. I, get I thought it. about it. Like I went back and forth. Like I had a
1: list of like six things. I'm like, Oh my God, how do I narrow this down?
0: I know it's really tough. I would bring a Peloton bike.
1: Oh, okay. So I
0: could have my group fitness So I could have, they do like yoga through there and I would have music because music would be through the group fitness and I could spin and they have weight and then I could lift rocks and stuff for like weightlifting. Yeah, rocks and
1: trees. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's a good one. Yeah. And then I would bring sunglasses. Oh.
1: I'm going to make me some. Yeah. No, you could, you could definitely. <laughs> They're we- definitely going to match my grass skirt yes. and my <laughs> leaf bikini. Perfect. Because the yeah. other thing I went back and forth was like, well, I need a swimsuit if I'm working on my tan. And I'm like, but do I? No. Am the only one there? Do I have? But uh-huh. I'm not a naked person.
0: But there's like- no one else there. I know.
1: And I guess you would eventually just be like, I straight went to like Survivor. Like, do I bring a bug net? Do I bring bug spray? Like, Well, I feel do like I you have
0: shelter. So you don't. Yeah. Okay. So I don't need that. I was thinking, like, do I need sunscreen? That, but I was like, yep. no, bring it on! Like, like just fine. bring Let me just soak on that. It up. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll just be I thought so tan, like straight leather, and I love it. Peloton bike—that's good.
1: Like, you just knocked out like your workouts, your interaction with people, and your music. Yep, all in one. I know I'm smart. Man, yeah, that's a good one.
0: Yeah, thanks. All right, Angela, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you. My guest today is a certified personal trainer and coach with a wide breadth of experience from Zumba classes to kettlebell workouts and powerlifting. She's worked in the New York fitness scene and has since brought her talents back to Cincinnati to make exercise more approachable and enjoyable by helping clients understand the why behind how they're training. She's helped me firsthand with my barbell work and she's one of the most effective coaches on form I've ever met. Please welcome Michelle Mason hello hi Michelle thanks for having me oh my gosh thank you so much for being here I'm so excited because we've had experiences together we've had some leisure experiences together we've had some workout experiences together yeah but I love to use the opportunity on the podcast to like get to know someone and hear the, the full story not that I feel like I know you but like I want I get to know the whole story and then everyone gets to follow along with me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm really excited. Um, So just a little bit of background. You've helped me so much with my barbell form and my kettlebell form. And I came in to see you thinking, I know how to do a deadlift. Mm. I know how to swing a kettlebell. <laughs> and you, were, I take that lifting experience with me like everywhere that I go. And like every kind of like lift that I take.
2: Thank you so much. That means a lot to me. Um, I think that the best thing that someone can tell me is that I've taught them something. And so that,
0: that stuck with you means the world to me. It means yes. the what I'm doing is working. Oh my gosh, it for sure has stuck with me. So I wanna get into all of it I want to get into your fitness journey your coaching style how you work out I want to get into the group chat that we are <laughs> a part of with a bunch of other fitness can we talk about that on this podcast well, we're for sure talking about it whether they like it or not, not. We, suitable or we, for work we won't we won't name names of who's included in the chat to protect the identities of those who sure wish to remain anonymous to remain anonymous but I want to get into it so how how did you get into your fitness journey tell us about that Well, how far back do you want me to go?
2: (laughs) Where the beginning, Michelle? Okay. Um, I would say that for me, it really started when I was 12. Mm. I had the distinct experience of beginning to switch schools okay starting sixth grade which is obviously a rough time for that is a just really a hard
0: time are yeah. you in where are you
2: in Cincinnati or I'm in Cincinnati yeah on the west side of Cincinnati transferred to a small school St. Al's on the Ohio mm-hmm. um, Alex Harbin also went there yes you've yes. got two fitness alums from Woo. that school <laughs> um Which is pretty funny considering what a small school it is. Um, But I was one of 12 girls in that class. And upon transferring in was the only one who had gone through puberty. So day one, I show up and I'm like the only one who's wearing a bra. I'm like two feet tall, bigger than the other girls. You know, like I just wanted to shrink away and hide myself. Uh, And, And obviously it was there's, no you know, it t- everybody is like mentioning everything. Right. So I wasn't quite as bad as Christina Ricci and now and then, but I like definitely started wearing like two sports bras. And just at that time, like, I think that first day of school went home and put myself on my first diet. Oh, so God, got a little, got a little food journal uh, or a notebook and I
0: started, you know, calculating uh, how did you, calories. how did you know to do that? Did you see that somewhere? It, you know, it's so
2: funny because I think I was trying to think of that and I don't even really remember like I hate to to be this cliche but I really think it was Oprah like
0: I can't Very think well of where have, else my I first would've... diet was weight watchers when okay. I was like 11. And yeah you kept the journal and then you broke corded your points and all that shit
2: right so you know that's where it really started um I was I was always into sports mm-hmm. and when I got into high school I was on a competitive dance team so we were a year-round sport. What kind of dance? Uh, we did a little bit of everything. It's so funny to look back at now because what we did like barely scratches the surface of what these girls do now. But oh. it was like hip hop, lyrical, pom um, pom routines, oh, kick that lines. like a blast. Everything. It was awesome. Kick lines. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it was great, but it was yet another experience where once again, I felt like I was just different. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I had fit that mold. Mm -hmm. Um, So at this point, I'm 15, 16, 17. I'm still, you know, counting calories every single day. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was really when it's funny looking back at it because we practiced like four hours a week or four hours a day, four times a week. But I didn't consider that to be exercise because I just loved moving mm, my body mm-hmm, in that way. Mm-hmm. But it was at that time that I joined the YMCA. And I started off using exercise at that time as a way to, you know, quote unquote, punish myself. Yeah, and you if you know, ate too much if I ate too many calories, like that was where I went, you right. know after dance practice to run on the treadmill oh, or oh do whatever. God. But it's funny because even though it it, it kind of started under a negative pretense, mm-hmm. The movement piece of it became really positive for yeah. me pretty early on. Yeah. And I noticed that I liked the way that I felt more after exercise. And I found myself continually wanting to learn more. Mm-hmm. Um, we what were did not your as- early
0: workouts look like? What were you doing? Oh,
2: they were so funny. So anything I could tear out of like Women's Health oh, Magazine yes. or Self, yes, you know. Totally. And I would like... Look at it, and I'd be like, "What the fuck does this mean? Like, what are they doing with their?" I would arms? have to
0: read the description like twenty-five times. You'd know, right. be the little boxes, right? Like a box, like one part edge. A, right. part B. I'm like, "But you crunch up your left elbow to your... right. I was like, I could not fit. Correct, in. you're not figuring right. it out." <laughs> and I had
2: a trapper keeper that I would staple all of these workouts in and take them with me to the gym. So that's 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 high tech as, as you do. Right, yeah, right.
0: right. I'm trying to think. Kids today, I have no idea. No, they just have it on their phone.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, that was... You probably
0: looks like such a professional though with your little book, taking <laughs> it everywhere with you.
2: Had all these workouts. Probably. <laughs> um, I, I doubt that very much. Yeah. But, um, you know, that's kind of where that piece of it started for me. And that was where, you know, I went to Miami. Um, nice. Definitely little, um, had the traditional college experience. But throughout was I always just had this like little meathead living inside of me, you know? Oh, so like, even though that. I was an English major and film studies minor, I took every single class at the rec that I could. They I remember- best group fitness they did they did but not only that like I took a class for credit I took classes for credit so I took individual
0: exercise took that too (laughs) that was great (laughs) it's like why did we not see the sign sooner that we were supposed (laughs) to be doing this all you had to do was like show up at the gym like sign into the gym and work out for the time I was like this is a no-brainer right and you could go get your calzone for sure and then leave (laughs) I'm like I'm already living at this rec center as it is I I had the unlimited group fitness package I wish that I could see like how many group fitness classes I attended while I was at Miami? Right. Like some kind of data point because I would venture to say I was like maybe one of the top group fitness participants. <laughs> Do at you Miami think that you time. went
2: to the rack more than you went to Mac and Joe's? <laughs> no, I don't. I think it's a pretty even split.
0: A pretty even yeah. split. Yeah, I loved Mac and Joe's. Um, yeah, me
2: too. I should have had my mail forwarded there. I think <laughs> senior year. Um, so. You know, again, it, it had always had a really positive experience in my life, but at that point, I still wasn't thinking, "Let's do this professionally." Yeah. Um. So right after college, I moved to New York, mm. and I worked in advertising for the first seven years of my career. Okay. Where did you live in New York? Uh, I lived in Astoria for the first two years. Okay. And then I moved to Greenpoint. Yep. And then ultimately, we ended up in Williamsburg. Okay. Cool. You're a cool so, kid. Yeah. All over. Yeah. <laughs> um. And you know the last couple of years that I was at McCann was where I worked Mm -hmm. um you know I just started asking myself like what do you really want to do with your life you know and one of the things I that had always resonated with me were you know the pieces of advice you heard about like whatever you're doing in your free time is what Mm -hmm. you're meant to be doing Mm -hmm. and at the time I don't know I think you're young a little bit younger than I am so you might not have been as fully entrenched in this but at that time, it was really the rise of the healthy living bloggers. Okay. So this was still, you know, was, we're talking pre-Instagram. Right. Was you this know. like 2009, nine, two thousand. I graduated college in 2004. Okay. And so I would say probably 2006, 2007. Okay. okay. You know, basically what I was finding myself doing on my lunch break or any bit of downtime during work was going to these blogs. And most of them were women just like myself who had you know lost a good deal of weight Mm -hmm. who had changed their lives through exercise and developing a healthier relationship with food Mm -hmm. and I saw so much of myself in that yeah and a lot of them were instructors and personal trainers and stuff like that yeah so you know it caught my wheels turning and I think so. At that time, I was working out at a little gym in Williamsburg. Okay, and the group fitness manager there, who and we, I, we were working out there. No. I was just working there out there as a student. Correct? Okay, okay, right. I took a kettlebell class there. I took a boot camp class there.
0: I was going to um, say, what? Yeah, what do your workouts look like then? Like, the yeah, early days? so.
2: I did a lot more cardio than I do. As we do. Yeah, right? <laughs> I did a lot more cardio back then. Um, but I was participating in, you know, group fitness classes. They had a really good kettlebell class there. They had... Um, group uh they had group like boot camp and they did like a hybrid spin and strength class that oh, i loved it was okay, 30 cool. minutes on the bike 30 minutes off nice, the bike nice. you know like um that. barry's boot camp was very big in new york at that time oh, so it was
0: already so you so, were at like the pinnacle of group fitness though like we I, were just, like five years behind 100%. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah, I, no, I think I, I got
2: to be like totally rode that
0: wave in. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's so fun. What were yeah. some of the like early bloggers that you were following, and are they still around?
2: That is such a great question. Now, I would probably be horrified to go back and even look at them. Or their advice. Yeah. Um, but I remember... It was totally different era. Yeah. I came from, I was coming from a different place at the time. You know, I, I think we, we all just evolve, right? For sure. Um, I'm sure, hopefully, they have as well. I yeah. hope that they're not still doing the same thing. But, you know, it yeah. depends on what kind of ad revenue they're getting off that. Yeah. Um, so, I had followed Carrots and Cake. Okay. I know the name. The Fitness Easter, which I still don't even know that I'm pronouncing that correctly. <laughs> I know, um. I who heard that one. Who else did I follow? <laughs> Oh, there were so many. Um. I,
0: I So when I graduated college, I graduated in 2010. Mm-hmm. And that was the time that I got really into fitness blogs when I discovered okay. paleo. Like CrossFit yes, was kind right. of making its way into the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was like this huge, like, I think it was the wellness movement was coming around to right. the Midwest. So I followed one of my early like favorite fol- follows was Julie Bauer of Paleo. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. She was like the, and I would, every day at work, I spent. I would say twenty five hours a week of my forty hour week a job. Right. Just on blogs. Right. It was like I discovered them for the first time and I had like a list of ten every single day. <laughs> I would go through. They had to have a daily update. I would be following along. I would go back and read all the past entries. Like I Absolutely. was like full on.
2: Right. Obsessed. You like lived vicariously through these women. Yeah. But and I guess it was it
0: was before Instagram.
2: Right. Because now we're just doing that on Instagram. Right. So, um, but uh, honestly, as, as cheesy as it sounds, that was really what kind of gave me the idea to even pursue it. So I was having a conversation with the group manager at quick fitness who is still a really good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Her name is Tracy Helsing and she taught a lot of those classes and she, you know, I had mentioned to her one day that I wasn't happy in my job and I was thinking of, you know, do like teaching some group fitness classes on the side uh-huh. and she was like. You have to fucking do this. You would be so good at this. Oh, and it's
0: great to have without
2: even I mean, she I'm so I owe so much to her mm-hmm. because I mean, really she was just so confident in me. And so she basically told me, like, go out and get some certifications, come back and I will hire you. And nice. What kind of certification she did. did you have to get? So the first certification I got was Zumba which you covered in your intro. It's so funny. It's a little known fact. Um, I'm so surprised you dug that one up, Uh, but totally true. And um,
0: Zumba was fun. It was so fun. And it was was like
2: the perfect segue into group fitness for me because I was comfortable with the dance background. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I've never had an issue with getting in front of people and speaking. So I I wasn't really worried about that piece of it, but it was just kind of like my comfort zone. Yeah. You know, um, whereas I still felt like such an outsider when it came to the weights and things like mm. that. But I did um, a personal training certification shortly yeah. thereafter, like self-study. And it was like literally three months after I finished my master's degree. I was like, I'm never going back to school again. And then, you <laughs> know, she's like, test. well, <laughs> you need a you need a training certification to work at the gym. So, oh. okay, here I go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I worked there and then it was right at that time to your earlier point where I mean boutique studios were starting to blow up in New York. Yeah. So Barry's was already a pretty well established presence. Um, there was a couple of other ones like Soul Cycle was already on okay, the map. Yeah. And and you know, a couple of places like that. Um, Equinox was nothing like what it is today. Yeah. You know, those kind of came after the fact. Right. So um, it was like New York sports clubs, and okay. then you had some, you know, Pilates, yoga,
0: and things like that. Yeah, so, CrossFit too, probably, right? Uh, Yeah, but a little much. bit, but not as much, so because it was hard to get that out, kind of space yeah, yeah, in New yeah. York. I think that started out west. That was like a Colorado thing. Yeah. yeah, Colorado, California, I believe, yeah.
2: you know, is where the origins of that were, but... Yeah. Um, so anyway, it was like around this time. It's funny, like so much of it now that I'm talking about is linked to social media. But at that time, I had just gotten a Twitter account and hooked up with these women who were starting a studio. Now, they had had this concept called rogue female fitness. And literally, Chrissy, their entire concept was they met up in a park. Uh They led women through a workout Uh and then they took them out for wine afterwards. Sounds perfect.
0: (laughs) Rogue. (laughs) Female
2: fitness. Rogue female fitness. They were was called like- Workout and Wines. And they would meet... <laughs> Love yeah, the name. Yeah. All Very over the Very straightforward. <laughs> right. So they had purchased a studio space in the Flatiron District right across from Italy. if you're familiar uh-huh. with where Yeah, yeah, is. yeah. I and they were looking for somebody who was um, willing to get in on the business side of things and help them run their business, mm-hmm. but who could also be a coach and, and trainer there. Yeah. So I auditioned for them and that was really where my career took off because yeah. I think I was a little bit um too fear averse to jump in with both feet at yeah. first so when I was teaching at the gym in Brooklyn I was still working my day job so I would wake up 5 a.m. I would go train people from 5 30 to 7 30 or 8 wow. shower at the gym go to work all day, then come back to teach classes at night. And I would just do this cycle every single day. So when Uplift came around, it was like, yep, perfect. This is what I need to feel confident jumping. And you can quit your job. So I could quit my job. Yeah. So um, with them, I developed, they wanted to run a couple of different formats. I was going to say, what was their style? Yeah. So they wanted to run a strength class, a hit class, and then like a yoga fusion class. Sounds very familiar to yeah. some <laughs> studios we have popping up here. Right, so they tapped me for the strength format. Mm. So I came up with the strength format and- And how did you feel doing that coming from this cardio dance background? Were you intimidated or are you ready to go? By that point, I was more ready to go. Um, I'll be honest, now looking back at it, it wasn't... I wish I would have argued a little bit harder to stick to what I really wanted to do. Mm -hmm. They were really at the time... um, Are you familiar with like Les Mills and Body Pump and all of that kind of stuff? Yes. Okay. So they were really into the idea of everything being based on music. Yes. And I was like...
0: So it's strength, you're lifting weights, but it's like fast, high repetition. That's what they wanted. That's what they wanted. And I was like,
2: I i'm not your girl for that i Mm. cannot do that Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna have people lifting weights to the beat Mm -hmm. so i put my foot down a little bit yeah you know but um i think in the end we compromised and so it it looked like i would basically separate out sections by a song right Mm. so there would be a chest section okay a back section so we would basically burn out muscle groups section
0: by section. have you been to liftonic I have not. Okay. So that's, that is kind of similar. Okay. And they do somewhat a lift to the beat, but they'll have tempo. Okay. So it'll be like, you know, a chest press, like up for three, down for three. So it's like Mm -hmm. slowing it down a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I think it's also just, they want to keep straddling that line of cardio and strength. Right. Like they want to say, this is strength because you have a weight. Right. But yet people are still too afraid. Right. To just slow things down. Right. And like not be panting and out of breath and like profusely sweating, thinking like that's, how I have to get a good workout. Right, 100%. Yeah.
2: And you know, I'm I'm looking back I'm still proud of that. Yeah. Is it exactly what I would have done if I would have just been given full license to do whatever I wanted? Probably not. But I think with the tools that I had at the time I did the best that I could. Right. And honestly like Uplift actually just closed this year, but mm. for the entirety of the time that I was there and then beyond, that was the only class that stayed on the schedule because yeah. for a lot of people they would you know, their feedback was that that was what gave them the confidence to start lifting weights. Yeah. You know, so it was a good kind of gateway for For people. For sure. They were coming to group fitness. Yeah. Um, but they got a little bit more than they bargained for. And the way that it was set up, you know, I definitely had my challenges. Like the biggest challenges for me in that class were being constricted by the, the lack of weights that we had available. So was it all we, the dumbbells? It was dumbbells. Uh, dumbbells and resistance bands. Okay. And everything only went up to 20 pounds. So oh. I had to get pretty creative to make that yeah. continually challenging for people. I mean, some people were starting with me day one.
0: Yeah. And then two
2: and a half years later... You gotta, you know, you gotta go up away. Exactly. Like, how am I gonna make this? <laughs> right. Like, they're like, awkwardly holding like four dumbbells, like oh in their God. hands. Um, so that was challenging for sure. And I think, you mm-hmm. know, one of the owners got very caught up in wanting to do like she she would tell me, you know, I really like your class, but those moves are, are too basic. And I'm like, well, a squat is a squat yes. and a lunge is a lunge. And yeah. there's a reason why these things They're are effective. effective. Like <laughs> I'm not going to like invent these like combos. Like it's not a dance class. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I, you know, those were kind of my biggest hurdles with that class. This but is kind of
0: like your early, the early markings of your own brand and style. Yeah, like how I, th- I like, think so. I mean, I think you have to evolve as you go. For right? sure. And it was your first job. And what other first job are you granted the freedom to like 100%. do whatever you want? Right, so, right. And
2: and sense. I got to
0: train.
2: I got to find so much talent and train other instructors, which is a huge passion of mine. Yeah. You know, I just love education. Yeah. And so it really taught me. I used those minutes because I was having them do basic exercises like a mm-hmm. squat and a lunge. So you know what? When you have people who have been with you for that long, you have two and a half minutes or however long the song is. Mm-hmm. And so I would just start educating them on why they were doing it yeah. and what they were doing. So that was really how I built my personal training business. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from Your there, it, focus. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so you know, a lot of those people were the, one, the same ones that felt comfortable with me when they wanted to take their training up a notch, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, I kind of segued into more one-on-one training from there. Yeah. Um, and, and around that time was when I had my son Griffin mm-hmm. and it was that experience that I, I dealt with some pelvic floor issues postpartum. I want to talk about this. So many women do. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to. Um. And it was really going through that myself that made me realize what a huge area of, you know, a huge underserved population mm-hmm. this was, opportunity. you know. Yeah. So that was really what kind of, you know, going through that myself was what inspired me to get my certification for pre and postnatal. And then from there, that kind of became the bulk of my clientele and still mm. is, you know, today. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I train I mean I train I right. trained right. just about every type of person you can imagine yeah. and, and still do but um yeah that that population makes up probably 75 to 80% of my of my clientele
0: just because there are not a whole lot of people who are who are doing that. Yeah. That's really interesting and I want to spend a lot of time talking about mm-hmm. that because it's an area that I have a lot of anxiety sure. and just I don't know about right. it. There's a lot of yeah, it's of one of those unknown. things. I
2: mean, I think it's getting better now, but I don't yeah. think that a lot of people talk about it. Right, you right. You know, everybody wants to to paint the picture of it being sunshine and rainbows, but there's a lot that's Fuck going no, on. no, I don't think at all that it is <laughs> sunshine and rainbows.
0: So, so how long were you at Uplift until you, you came? And was the next move Cincinnati? Yeah. So I was there. I was there
2: for three years at Uplift. Okay. And then... Um, when we found out, I was pregnant with my daughter, Marlo. Uh-huh. I was like, we got to get out of here. That's a lot. Um, yeah, New that's York when we moved kids. to Cincinnati yeah. and uh, worked at Studio S for a while. Oh, yeah. yeah. And
0: that's our connection with uh, Susie and Anna. That's, Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I've worked at other gyms since yeah. then. And,
2: um, yeah, just continued to teach and train. And yeah. and like I said, you know, as, as I've evolved, I like to think that my coaching has as well. But I think the thing that is kind of stood the test of time is that i love what i do yeah and i'm really passionate about it and i want to impart that on other people yeah and so as i go through things whether they be injuries or life experiences or mm-hmm. hobbies like powerlifting mm-hmm. and things like that yeah i want to talk about that too. i want to educate other people on that right
0: right you well know? that's what i really got from your coaching too you're so focused and dialed in like on the person that you're working with and I've seen you working with other people too mm-hmm. as like you know an outsider looking in and I, I just haven't seen uh, it, you're just so intensely focused on mm-hmm. wh- whatever you're do- like whatever person whoever you're training whatever they're doing like and nice you like circle them like walking around like <laughs> looking at and not and like in just a way that's like you're there seriously just, just completely set them up mm-hmm. for success and like make sure that I mean just like you're cueing like pulling my knees apart with a squat or like pull my shoulders back and deadlift anything that I've just I just had never experienced before and and you know came from a background where I think you know I come in and you're not like oh you your form is like complete shit but just to then to be able to like refine it like you did right was so great but you' yeah, we look like so this. calm and focused which I, it, I respond well to that mm-hmm. um but I, I can just imagine that That's when you're thinking about lifting a really heavy weight or, you know, getting into something that could be intimidating, like weightlifting is, which I do understand as much as I push and push and push and I'm like, go lift weights, go lift weights. Right. I recognize that there are definitely people out there listening to be like, but I'm afraid. Right. Like, I don't know where to start. And yeah, I can I can understand that piece, too. Absolutely. Yeah. So how did the powerlifting come into play? I'm so interested with this. And mm-hmm. and what is powerlifting? Because I always say powerlifting and Olympic weightlifting. I always get the two confused. Very different. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so powerlifting is a strength sport. Okay. It
2: is comprised of three major lifts. Okay. Okay. The back squat. Okay. So back squat is you've got the barbells the- on your back. On your back. Yep. Yes. Right. The bench press.
0: All right. I think we all know what that is. Yep. yep. And the deadlift. Okay. Now, okay. in
2: powerlifting, you can pull conventional, like you do. Okay. Where your toes are pointing forward, or you can do sumo, which oh, I'm yes. sure you've seen people yes, do. Yes. I've done where their sumo too.
0: rotated. Um And what would be the difference between the two?
2: uh it i mean it comes down to a matter of preference okay and your body structure like your hip structure correct yeah okay. like your levers and things like that so for me i pull sumo okay i'm just way better suited my hips are way more comfortable in external
0: rotation that mine are too are they yes all right well maybe definitely. we definitely work on that yeah that is something that yeah i would like to work on yeah it seems to be more it would be more comfortable
2: yeah. Um, for me, it is for sure. You know, and, and that's definitely the lift that I'm most confident with. Okay. And I think it just comes the most naturally to me. Yeah. Um, so just those three, just lifts. those three lifts. So in a competition setting, a powerlifting meet, you have three attempts at each okay. lift. Okay? okay. And your score is dependent on the maximum amount of weight you can lift for each of those. So, so you take your best squat, your best behind. deadlift. Okay. Yeah. And that some total of those becomes your total okay. or your score. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. You add them together. Yes. Got it. Yes. Okay. How did you get into that?
2: Um, So again, I can't, I mean, it's so cliche, but it comes back to social media. Yeah. You no, know? I don't think um, it's
0: cliche. It's the world we live in.
2: Yeah. I, I was, you know, starting to see people... I was starting to feel dissatisfied with what I was doing, Mm -hmm. you know, for my own fitness. I just wasn't, I wasn't feeling satisfied because I didn't really feel like I had a goal in mind. My goal Mm -hmm. with exercise was always just to feel good mentally Mm -hmm. and to get smaller. Yeah. Like (laughs) that's all it was ever about was how can I burn calories Uh, and how can I get smaller? I can relate. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So, you know, I just started seeing people do this and I was like, I might want to try something like that. And what was so, I guess, appealing to me was that it was something that was not at all about the way you looked. No. Or about your size. I mean, it is to a certain extent because you do compete in weight classes. Okay. But that's just to make sure that it's fair and you know things like that. Um,
0: but not a sport where you're trying to go down in a weight class. Correct. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're very competitive,
2: maybe, but yeah, okay. if you're very mediocre, you be like, at, like I am the very
0: top of the low. Correct. Weight. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that right.
2: Up. Um, so yeah. So for me, it was just, you know, a, it gave me a goal,
0: mm-hmm. you
2: know, something that I was training for. Right. I am very, like, I love structure. Yeah. Got it. I do very well with routines got and things it, like got that. Got it.
0: Um, and not so, a goal that's like to lose five or ten pounds. I was just tired of that goal, yeah. you know. <laughs> I just, um, like, I never still ending goal. <laughs> yeah, I
2: know. And I'm not going to lie to you and say that I don't still struggle with that. Yeah, I know. like yes. I would be totally lying if I said that. Yeah. But you know, yeah, it's something that made exercising about something else. Yes, you know, yeah. and gave me a purpose to my training because I think when you're in the the season of life that I'm in, where you have two little kids, mm-hmm. you're really busy working. Um, you know, you're training people all day at all hours of the day and night, and sometimes the last thing you want to do is take that hour for yourself mm-hmm. to train. Right? When you have like a really big goal, yeah, like ahead I of you, that there. that really helps
0: to yeah. put all that in focus <laughs> for sure, for sure. So you got so you got into power. You've been, you you competed. Mm-hmm. How did you do? What's like that? How do you get do you, you work with a coach? Then, um, I do. So now I'm currently not not I'm competing. Oh, well, I'm not working with a coach okay. right now
2: specifically for powerlifting. I'm taking okay. a little break. So okay. I did. Um, I didn't end up doing a meet this summer, but I did test my maxes. I was working with an online mm. program okay, uh, that specializes in powerlifting and weightlifting templates. Mm-hmm. And. So I had done my last meet meet was in January of two thousand nineteen. Okay. So oh yeah. About nine months ago. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was gonna compete again over the summer, but it just I had honestly like I had so much going on with travel and things like that. Like when you commit to a meet, you're also committing to like, I'm gonna really dial in my nutrition. Right. I'm not gonna gonna drink right now. What does that look like? Right. So I mean you're you're you have to eat for performance, period. I mean, you're not gonna be able to get away with you know, putting up good numbers, if you are eating in a deficit, mm-hmm. or, you know, restricting yourself on carbs, or, uh-huh. you know, something like that. So you definitely need to think about that piece yeah. of it. Um, but what most power lifters do is because it's also like, it's very taxing to train your body oh in that my way. God, I can't imagine. Yeah. Um, so you're constantly, you know, kind of battling this like central nervous system fatigue. Yeah. And as you get closer to what's called peaking for a meet uh-huh. where you're lis- lifting very high intensities and things like that. Um, you know, you you're just high, you just you're just you're too you're too close to your max at that yeah. point. Right? right. So what a lot of power lifters do is in their quote unquote off season after a meet, they'll take some time off to lower the intensity. Mm-hmm. That might be a good time to focus in on cutting weight if you would like to do that Mm -hmm. or you know recomping your body or whatever other goals you might have in that moment so for me that's why I'm not really doing anything powerlifting specific right now yeah um I am definitely still including the three lifts Mm -hmm. so you you know they're very technical so you obviously need them but I'm also doing more of like you know bodybuilding type movements lower intensity lower stress yeah that's kind of what I need right now. Yeah. Um, I plan on competing again next spring. Oh, cool. So I will probably ramp things
0: up, you know, right around the holidays or so. Oh, perfect timing. Yeah. What is like the workout look like to train? Like, are you, is it volume, any volume? Are you at, yeah. like, when do you add weight? What's that like? Yep. It, so oh, the goal here is like, get stronger. Get stronger. Yep.
2: So a good powerlifting program will start you out at... Um, you know, obviously a lesser weight, mm-hmm. lower intensity, and more volume. Okay. You know, so if you're, you know, lifting sixty percent of your one rep max, you can obviously do that for a lot more sets and mm-hmm. reps and get away with that. That's also a good time to include a lot of your accessories where, you know, things that you might need in particular to work on to make your main lifts better. Basically Got all it. of your accessories should be in place with the goal of making you better at the main lifts. Yes. That makes sense. So if there's not a lot of fluff in a powerlifting program. So they can get kind of boring as well, which I tend to like knowing exactly what I'm going to do and being able to measure that progress week to week. right, right. Uh, But I know that that's not for everybody. And
0: accessory work would look like for a deadlift, maybe like glute bridges or something. Correct.
2: Yep. Um, Or, you know, in my case, I might do split squats or single leg deadlift, something that is going to help you know any imbalances side to side So it's good,
0: tailored individual it's like what you're going yeah, to need yeah for sure yeah.
2: um you know a good program would do that yeah um obviously a lot of like lat work or back work mm. is going to be really important for both bench press and deadlifts mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um squat too i mean everything has its place but yeah. that's that's the important takeaway is that everything should have its place everything should be focused on making the main lifts better and uh-huh. making you stronger yeah um and then obviously as you get closer to a power lifting meat, you have to go a little bit, you know, heavier and you have to get closer to that one rep max. um, And then your volume drops significantly. So by the end, you know, you might be doing, you know, sets of one to three reps Mm. for your main lift and then taking out some of those accessories. But that's where you're like fried, Mm -hmm. you know, because you're.
0: And Can you describe like what that fried feels like? Because I feel like it's different than like a cardio fried, right? it is yes Uh, let me open up another. please have another vibe michelle's drinking a vibe seltzer (laughs) you got a grapefruit there are you doing dragon dragon fruit this up yeah i've still got my trusty water (laughs) this is i will say the last podcast recording that i'll have in october
2: well i'll just have to come back when it's like 100 not dry november
0: (laughs) (laughs) you'll have to come back um yeah. So, what
2: was your question again? <laughs> My question
0: was th- to describe that the fatigue, like a central nervous system fatigue, versus maybe right. like a cardio fatigue. Okay. So for me, I think um,
2: I think it manifests for everybody a little bit differently. Yeah. For me, it tends to be a lot of emotional stress.
0: Really? Yes. I
2: tend to get way more moody my you know like mood swings yeah and my sleep is severely impacted really yeah so i tend to be the type of person who if i'm close to a meet i'm like you know set off about little things mm-hmm. i get upset you know i'm Testy. like crying over like dumb shit yeah. you know like yeah. what yeah. i'm watching on tv yeah. or whatever yeah and then um i find myself waking up a lot in the middle of the night and then not being able to go back to sleep Got it. So it's gotten better. Like, it's just like anything in life. Once you kind of know what to expect, you can deal with it. Right. And once you realize. And your body
0: like, kind of gets used to what that is. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so
2: obviously I'm more stressed at that time. I notice my weight's a little more stagnant. Mm. Um, so I tend to, you know, need to be pretty dialed in on my nutrition anyway mm-hmm. because i don't want to then go over mm-hmm. you know as i get closer to meat when i'm more stressed i tend you to retain want, yeah. water and things yeah. like that all that fun stuff oh gosh it's um, serious yeah but um you know for everybody it's a little bit different so mm-hmm. s- for some people it's going to be not having an appetite or you know uh you know f- those classic symptoms of overtraining, like feeling achy joints yeah and i was gonna say do you get sore things like
0: any- that like st- anymore or you're for sure, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I mean,
2: right now I am because I'm doing a lot lower intensity, but like more pump work and more yeah. like sets and reps. So this kind of stuff, right? You know, I get very sore. From. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, definitely towards the end, I'll start to feel a little bit beat up. I actually am. Work. I've been working with. Uh, do you know Anchor Wellness? No. Okay, so uh, it's Dr. Sarah Crawford runs that practice. Okay. And I've been working with her, um, just have had some lingering hip issues. And so this was really a good time for me in the, you know, quote unquote, off season. Yeah, to, what kind of hip To issues? work on some of those issues. Yeah, so she's been doing a little dry needling and still oh, giving me nice. some stuff to, nice. to work on with that. But um, is that like your problem area? <clears throat> for sure if there's a problem area yeah yeah i'm yeah. forever battling the depth and the squat because oh, in power lifting for it to count you have to have your hip crease below parallel or oh, below yeah. your knee is okay. where they're, they're looking okay um and so obviously when you get under a very heavy load oh, your body can't. is fighting
0: for that stability <laughs> i can't oh that sounds so so difficult so well good luck coming up thank you You have to keep us posted absolutely. I, I want is there like a meet locally because i would love to come to. Watch oh yeah a
2: absolutely i've competed locally a few times so i'll definitely keep you posted it's okay, it's a really fun experience because i mean it is very like walking into it is a, totally a surreal experience yeah. because you will see super enormous people <laughs> You know, like the scariest looking people you could possibly imagine congregated under one roof, and I'm usually in like pink sparkly chucks and like the complete opposite. Um, But they're the nicest group of people, yeah, Yeah. for sure. A lot of them have killed people, you know. Um, Just watch West Side versus the World on Uh, Netflix. It's a great documentary, but it will give you a very good insight into the world of powerlifting. But for as intimidating as it can look from the outside, looking in. I've never seen a group of more supportive people. The last meet I went to, there was a couple of things that were just so heartwarming. There was like an 85-year-old woman what? who they found out that if like, she just lifted like the bar, she would break the state record. So this woman gets up and they group you according to the weight that's on the bar to make it easier so they're not like taking off and yes. adding on plates and stuff. So this woman gets up she's the first lifter and she lifts the bar and every single lifter in that place stood up and everyone's cheering for oh. her. like it g- it gave me yeah, chills. I'm like you know, like we're all cry. crying yeah. like yeah, you know. Um 85, wow. Yeah, and then wow. I saw a mm-hmm. mom at mm-hmm. the last one I saw a mom and her son lifting together like he was competing and he wanted her to compete with him and it was oh, just so yeah. heartwarming like the way that he would congratulate her after every lift yeah. and they were cheering for each other it's just it's, it's a really it's a really amazing sport and yeah. I'm, I'm happy to be a part of something that gives me a purpose to train for sure beyond what i look like yeah i you know I've totally, it's been very good for me mentally yeah
0: i've totally felt that recently working out with sarah jenkins i've mentioned mm-hmm. on the podcast before i love her just by like i had the stark realization of how much stronger she is than me no judgment right whatever but i'm like damn to think and and not i had the fir- for the first time i was like wait i could just train to get stronger like right. she's been training and i mean i think that she might argue but i think she's somewhat of a natural athlete too or at least has a, a natural athletes mentality but right. like we all could get stronger Absolutely. and i don't think i'd even that silly simple thought I'd never crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. to like, oh no, how about you like because people I would you train to get faster. Right. But it just never
2: No, it's such a noble goal. And it's yeah. one that I think no matter what you come to me and tell me you want to achieve, like in the back of my mind, like yeah. I want to like, help you get right, stronger. Like, well, okay. Exactly. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a point.
0: <laughs> okay. I want to talk about the pre and postnatal yeah. stuff. That's sure. right. So I have a lot of anxiety around that because I have this attachment to like mm-hmm. what my current fitness level is. Mm-hmm. And I work really hard to maintain this current fitness level. And now, and I feel like it when I decide to have a child, whenever that time is, it's all going to go to shit and I'm going to have to just start over square one and it's going to be miserable. I'm not going to be able to hold a plank. I'm, mm-hmm. Like I will seriously think about like while I'm in planks, like remember this, remember that you <laughs> can do this because maybe there'll be one day that you can't. And then I'm thinking that like, yeah, maybe there will be one day that you can't and that's okay. You can get stronger again.
2: Yeah. I mean, if if it helps, I'm way stronger now than before I had kids. So interesting. Obviously, in part, that was due to it being a little bit untapped, you yeah. know, not exploring right. my own strength, but um, I'm way more physically healthy and put together you know, than I was pre baby. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's definitely, you know, it's definitely something to be aware of. But I think, you know, asking questions is the right approach. Yeah. And I think going into it with a level head, like knowing that things might not be the same for a while, right, is I think that's 100% the... what I would tell, Yeah. you know, a woman that I'm working with, because a, I see a lot of women who come to me with that same anxiety, kind of or like, frustrated, they want to, you know, they're like, I haven't been consistent with my workouts. But You know, I'm pregnant and I'm due in six months. And so I really want to like get into a really good routine now, you know, so that I'm not playing catch up after the baby is born. And I, I respect that, but I, well, it's not that it's too late, but it's, it's, it's that I want to manage the expectations. And I also want to reshape their goals and their thought process a little Mm -hmm. bit, because, you know, you're definitely not, um, you know. In the space where you should be, you know, crushing yourself and, and right. maxing you have another goal. Like that. Right. You have right.
0: another ultimate goal right. to deliver a life to the world.
2: Right. But you're also not like broken or fragile yeah. or anything like that. Right. And there's nothing that you owe anyone, yourself included, in terms of like, you know, I want to get rid of the rhetoric of like getting your body back mm-hmm. and, and all of that kind of stuff, yeah. you know. So I think a lot of women come to me with that panic because they think that it, well, if I'm working out now, then I'll, you know, bounce back faster. And, you know, exercise definitely helps with recovery for Mm -hmm, sure, mm -hmm. you know, but I just want to change their mindsets a little bit. Yeah. So what would it
0: look like? So like, we'll just use me as an Mm -hmm. example. If I'm like tomorrow, I'm like, uh, I'm pregnant. Mm -hmm. How, what is like my fitness routine look like? Sure. Now. And then, you know, the months leading up to giving birth.
2: Right. Um, You are, pretty active obviously now Mm -hmm. so you're in
0: a great place
2: anyway right so you know the typical like adage was just don't start anything new you know it's not the time to take up CrossFit necessarily if you haven't already although I would argue with a good coach you know you can do just about anything as long as you're managing your intensity yeah you know and your volume and all that stuff Um, but you're The first trimester is essentially, you know, you can do whatever you have been doing. Okay. You're not really expected to change anything. I'm not
0: going to see like an impact to my fitness. I shouldn't be like, well, I'm pregnant now and that's why I feel more out of breath or... You might. I mean, you might feel more out of breath.
2: You know, it's weird. Our body does (laughs) weird things, right? I I
0: I want a clear... Guideline and rule book, and set day by day Uh, expectations. Yeah, that's not going to happen.
2: You're going to get the it depends answer a lot from me. (laughs) Um, But hypothetically speaking, all is going well in your pregnancy the first trimester. You really don't really. I mean, make keep adjustments. Keep doing whatever I'm doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Yep. Okay. whatever feels good. What a, you're yeah. listening to your body. Now, if you, which I'm already some, so bad at, so this is shall be great. Okay, <laughs> perfect. Even if you get some placebo, you know, symptoms. Yeah. Okay. But it,
0: so I have to work. Like, can I still be doing ab exercises, pull, like that stuff, like that? Is that all? You know, so you're not
2: going to know that you're pregnant for the first five or six weeks anyway, right? Right. That's right. Most okay. likely. Let's so, say I'm at ten weeks. Right. So I start to pull that stuff out for sure, just because it's not serving you. Like you're not, it's not doing you any good. It's not doing you any harm necessarily Mm -hmm. at that point. But we could focus our efforts elsewhere. But we can focus our efforts elsewhere. Correct. So you get to the second trimester and that's where you start to see some modifications being made. Um, You know, you'll hear a lot of women say that they no longer feel comfortable lying flat on their back. Um, The weight of the baby can start to press on the vein that returns um, blood to the heart. So, um, you know, you
0: could be tired, you can more be more tired.
2: Tidy. Obviously you're dealing with nausea, mm. fatigue, Great. these kind of things. Lovely. Um, so, you know, You'll make some modifications in that regard. So you might be, let's say, instead of doing glute bridges on the floor, doing them with your back elevated on either a ball mm. or a bench, okay. something like that. Okay. Now, I will say that with the caveat that, again, it depends because, yeah. you know, it used to be a hard and fast rule that doctors were like, do not sleep on your back when you're pregnant, mm. you know, sleep on your side only, your left side preferably. Oh. Um, and now they're starting to say, well, you know, if you're comfortable Chances are it's not really doing any real harm to the baby because yeah. you would feel uncomfortable before anything happened. Right. Your body wants to alert you of that. Correct. Wa- your right. body wants like you already like want to You would the baby, start I'm to get safe. lightheaded and things yeah. like that. So I'll usually ask women, you know, are you comfortable? Um, I don't do a lot of, you know, exercises where women are lying flat on their back anyway mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. But that's just one example of a modification you might make. Yeah. Um, but still you want- like
0: lifting. What about like the same amount of weight? Yeah. So I
2: mean, in in terms of that, it's, you know, you're going to be basing it off of what's called rate of perceived exertion. Mm. So I'm constantly just asking women for feedback. You know, Mm. I want to make sure that they feel like they could do two to three more reps of an exercise. You know, that's a really good place to live. That's going to be a tough
0: transition of, you know, we were talking before Mm -hmm. we started recording of the feeling of every workout, you need to feel like you're gassed when Mm -hmm. you're done or and then now it's like no you need to be holding back. Right. I've come from a place where it's like put and and we're told in workouts too. Like right. go 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 give it your all, leave it all. Right. And then you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, it's a really good time
2: to focus on your form and your technique. Mm. You know, so okay. I always say like if you're going to invest in a coach, like the pre and postnatal period is an excellent time to do yeah. so, you know, because you're going to learn the modifications, you're also going to like have someone helping you to manage that
0: intensity I know I feel like bit. I would ne- also uh, I would need the person to be like it's okay right that you're not right killing yourself in the gym right now right like, it this is what you should be I will need someone to be like this is what you should be doing
2: Absolutely right um, and then as the pregnancy progresses you know there's going to be more things like you are going to be less comfortable doing certain things so mm. certain exercises we might do seated versus standing Yeah you know there's some contraindications with overhead pressing and some you know, movements like planks and things like that where it's not advantageous because we want to really minimize the pressure on that abdominal wall Okay. because you're already growing and expanding. Mm -hmm. The abdominals are separating to make room for the baby. Mm -hmm. So Right, we don't need to be like... We don't need to be like exacerbating that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that all becomes way more important postnatal, you know? So I would say like prenatal is, you know, you're obviously going to make some changes and modifications, but the bulk of it is going to be done postnatal where, you know, you might be dealing with you know things like tears and oh, yeah. pelvic organ prolapse what's that um so your bladder or your rectum mm.
0: the rectum too yes i that it, mm. i knew
2: i heard about the pee could be coming literally distended from your body jesus yeah your uterus um so there's a lot of things that can happen uh that you can deal with but all that being said i mean you probably know a lot of women who have experienced varying levels of these things you know incontinence like you mentioned is a big one um we're totally turning off all your male listeners right now. Hey, they need, <laughs> they to, need fucking to know this. know about this. <laughs> they need to know what's going on. And they need on. to be appreciative. Especially of the fact like that we instructors, bring life in, right? Yeah. Who are working with women. Yes,
0: especially instructors who are working um, with women. Yeah. So and
2: anyone just to be appreciative. Right. So of women. um yeah, there's a lot of different factors at play, you know, and so it becomes very case-by-case dependent. You know, we'll manage breath strategy, we'll manage what you're doing, mm-hmm. when, how you're loading things. What you're loading what you're not loading yeah. you know you might not be able to load squats but you might be right. able to load other things for example yes. you okay know? that so, makes sense yeah.
0: what's like a you know say everything goes well with the mm-hmm. delivery it's vaginal birth mm-hmm. what's like the time frame generally where like people are like all right i'm going to get back into it
2: right so most OBs will clear you at six weeks postpartum so you can't
0: do anything for six weeks after you've had a baby no, I mean, you're not going to want to the oh. first couple
2: of weeks because there's still a lot of bleeding.
0: And okay. the first couple of <laughs> weeks, I
2: got it. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, after that, you know, it, I will tell women once. So my biggest piece of advice is to see a pelvic floor physical therapist, like no matter what. Okay. Even if you think that everything is perfect, you're okay. not having pain during sex. Yeah. You're not incontinent. You're not, you don't have a pelvic organ prolapse, anything okay. like that. Even if you think you're 100%, I still would urge women to get checked out because they're going to give you a little bit more um, of a sense of what's going on with you personally. Uh They're also going to measure your abdominal separation, see how functional your abdominal wall is. So that's going to tell you a lot about what you can and can't do, right? So if you go to a pelvic floor physical therapist at six weeks and they're like, you're doing great, you're going to know that you can exercise a little more intensely Mm. sooner rather than later. You know, but if they tell you like, "Hey, like X, Y, or Z is going on," maybe at six weeks is when you start doing some, you know, breathing exercises or some Pilates-based movements, uh-huh. some okay. dead bugs, things okay. like that, some more like restorative, corrective type stuff. Okay, um, and and from there, kind of progressing things. So, so this is a slow. Yeah, road. I mean, it it is definitely a process for sure. You know, and I won't lie to you and say that it's it's linear either because for a lot of women it's one step forward two steps back but um the good news is i think there's more education than like ever before and more Mm -hmm. people are talking about it Mm -hmm. and if your coach or instructor is not comfortable talking about this Mm -hmm. when you are in a class like you need to find an instructor who is yeah this is important stuff Mm -hmm.
0: but i guess it's all worth it right Mm -hmm. because then you have a child that you love is that how it works (laughs) That's what they say now. <laughs> <showing.
2: laughs> um, yeah, for sure. And for in my case, it was like I, I learned so much the first time around that the second time around was like a no-brainer. Like I started yeah. doing the stuff that I learned from pelvic floor physical therapy, mm-hmm. you know, and I was able to teach that to all my clients. So I feel like all of my clients heal so much more quickly than I did, mm-hmm. even because they have my knowledge. Like, hey, here's what I went through. And I'm, I, I feel
0: really confident because I'm going to have – All of these women around me. Right. You've got a team. I'm going to have a team of people. (laughs) For sure. I'm going to need a fucking team. Coach me through. It takes a village. (laughs) Seriously. To get Chrissy back postpartum. Yes. (laughs) That'll be an interesting time. I'll make sure I clearly will document it all. For sure. All for the gram, which Uh brings us to the topic I want to talk about, which is our fucking group chat. Oh, God. Yes. (laughs)
2: Let me take another
0: drink. So, (laughs) so. For everyone out there, you are either going to be able to totally relate to this group chat or you have an experience and in which case we need to expose you to. Mm. The f- <laughs> the conversation that happens in, in a group chat <laughs> full of women in the health, wellness and fitness arena. So I don't know where it took the turn to be honest. I can't mm-hmm. remember now, but our our topics of to- conversation are now botox, periods, sex toys, nipple hairs anal bleaching silent retreats and asshole bleaching (laughs) (laughs) and honestly i feel like we all probably have a lot of questions around these (laughs) topics and while i don't think we need to dive into every single one there are a couple that i want to explore further i i've been on some areas a little less vocal because i'm like well i'm just going to start talking about this shit on the podcast because we all i find it right vastly interesting and i have a lot of questions about things but let's start with the silent retreat okay would you do so would you do a silent retreat <laughs> and a silent retreat looks like what we heard this morning from some participants in the group chat, right? Like three to four days. Mm.
2: No, was it two to three? No, I think it's longer. I think it was like five to six days because remember um, they said that most people bail on day three or four. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> it, it can be long or it could be short. So
0: it's a, it's a range I think right. where, so no speaking, no reading, right? one some of them may allow you to journal but no like intense exercises no you know like running or anything like that right. um any form of sedation or coping right like some like no sugar i mean basically the chef was Basically telling them that they couldn't withholding food, so they couldn't cope with food. Um, And people pay, and I am assuming no one answered me when I asked how much this torture. Oh, it was a lot. It was like nine hundred dollars. Nine hundred dollars that you go somewhere and you do not speak. North Carolina, and then, but I heard then that, and this was also a funny little tidbit of information. They're like the results are good for three to four months. I am like, right. Right, right. Only three to four months you're at peace right. and then you're right fucking back in the I want it the race. rest of my yeah, life. Yeah, I'm, if, I'm if I'm going <laughs> away for six days and doing nothing, right. I want it to last a little bit longer than three to four months. Right. Like my fucking Botox lasts that long.
2: <laughs> um, would you do it?
0: <sighs>
2: yes, I would do it. I I, would I, I'm a pretty open-minded person yeah. and I'm, I experience FOMO like anyone else does. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also always really curious about a challenge. Like, I yeah, love to see what I'm capable of. Yes, me too. You know, I think that's also part of the appeal of, like, lifting heavy weights. Like, will I be able to stand up right. with this weight <laughs> <Wait laughs> on my back? Yes. Let's find out. Totally. You know? Um, so that part of it is very appealing to me. But I also don't know. I'm very skeptical that I, those results would last at all for me. You know what I mean? Because oh, I think. Oh, Okay. You think you'd be maybe I look in the forward moment forward to not having to talk for that long. You know? But I was like, I need a month. Yeah, but not being able to read yeah. and not being able to to do anything else. Let's I think out. that would be like the harder part for me.
0: I, I feel like I would just sleep. Right. But I like the idea if if you're able to, you know, then talk to some like during the silent retreat mm-hmm. that you're kind of touching base with a uh, like a counselor, like a counselor, is, yeah, and kind right. of like what's coming up for you in this. I think that would be really helpful mm-hmm. because I think if it was just, you know, straight up, like you're just in them, maybe like at, at a pretty area and you're not talking. Right? Like, do you pass? Do you, are you you see people and you don't talk?
2: Right? Like, do you put your eyes down? Is it like New York City?
0: You know? Or do you like <laughs> communicate with like <laughs> gestures? Can you or, text? Or can you? Do wink? they take your phone? I'm sure they take your phone. <laughs> They they absolutely have to take your phone because that would be so easy. Right, right, <laughs> right. I can sit on Instagram. Is there alcohol? Definitely not. alcohol. Definitely not alcohol. No, yeah. I think it's just like meditation walks. Yeah, I, I mean I like meditation that. is tough for me.
2: Mm. I you know I it's funny like you zeroed in on my teaching earlier and mm-hmm. that is the closest to meditation. Mm. I feel like I can get, you know, that block. Everything I, out. I am able, when I am teaching, I am able to block everything else. out. Yeah. Um. The same. I use walking a lot for meditation. Yeah, like me I use movement a lot in that way. Like if yeah. I need to unplug or take care of myself, I will go to the woods. I will take a hike. I will yeah. take my dog for a walk. Yeah. It's the best. So, I mean, I guess you can still do the walk part on that retreat, but it, that would be tough because meditation is tough for me.
0: Yeah. I, <clears throat> I'm really interested. I, originally thought like no way I could never do this but like I mentioned I also said I could never go without caffeine and here right. I am 21 days in and I'm not gonna get in too much I'm gonna wait for the sober October episode but right. it has kind of turned things on its head where I'm like what else do I think I can don't think I can do that I can do right so I do want to I, I do want to try it right I mean I, I don't think it'll be anytime soon I don't have a spare $900 lying around to be silent for right days. there's other things I think I would do yeah. with $900 yeah, first exactly exactly <laughs> but I'm really I'm really intrigued. I'm into it for sure. Um, I'm so scared what you're going to ask next. Okay, no, I <laughs> <laughs> I do want to put it out there. So when we're talking about all these like sex things, I want to get a sex expert on the podcast, yes. a sex and relationship mm-hmm. expert. So I'm going to put it out to the listeners. If you guys know anyone locally, so I, how did someone described it as like like a Doctor Ruth sex right. meets like. What did she say? I don't even know who the other person she said. But like, so I think- right, it like needs- a Dr. Drew type of- Yeah, I want know? like, I think it's gotta be relationship and sex focused. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, one of the ideas for the episode name is 50 Shades of Fitness. <laughs> and then you had a really good <laughs> name for the episode, Michelle. Do you want to share? If not, I will share it. I don't even remember what I said. You didn't remember so many- what you said. You said that we could call oh, yes. the episode Fitness Dick in Your Mouth, which I thought was- <laughs> Perfect for it. So we yeah. really got to make this episode happen. So if <laughs> anyone knows any sex sexperts or sex therapists, relationship... This is your call to action. This is my call. Co- yeah, 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 yeah. Please help us out. We need to get someone on here. Um, but no, I mean, nipple hairs, those are totally normal. Asshole bleaching. I thought that I did provide some great insight from my you really friend did. so i think we have a, a pretty good idea it's way the, different than what i thought it what would that be looks like. right <laughs> and why it happens um if anyone else has any information on asshole bleaching that they'd like to share I'm, I'm open open to hearing it they're they are trying to bully me into doing it and then sharing my experience
2: right bullying live I, podcast I,
0: I, I fucking suggested it <laughs> no one was bullying me <laughs> no not a live podcast <laughs> <laughs> we'll see um but one of the things i wanted to share the story because this was like a serious thing for me that we the last time that we were together was for the dinner and i had just gotten my iud in i remember this and it was a fucking traumatic experience as they are and if anyone has listening has had an, an iud and that's an, an itero intro uterine device for birth control for those that don't know, everyone's had it. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. It's absolutely terrible. For those that don't know, just take our word. Have you had one? I have not, no. I've had a lot of friends with bad experiences, though. It's terrible. The, the, I'll go through how terrible it is and then come to the end conclusion to say it's totally worth it and I would do it again because I have to fucking do it again. Mm-hmm. So I went for my 30-day checkup. So I, I had one in for four years. It migrated. They said, we got to take it out. We got to put another one in. I was like, fuck, I don't want to go through this, but I'm going to because I was on the one without hormones and I wanted to keep birth control without hormones just to like have my body do what it does. And went back for the third day checkup and they're like, it moved again. And I was like, oh, motherfucker. My gosh. Like we have to get an ultrasound. And the way that they framed it, it wasn't my regular gyno. She's like, it moved again. We need to get an ultrasound. You could have tumors in your uterus that are pressing it down, or your uterus could be abnormally shaped. I'm like, don't fucking say the word tumor. Right. Like, you just could have said we need to get an ultrasound to check the placement of to the IUD. To figure out why. So I go home immediately. I'm, I'm like crying. I'm like, I'm going to have to have my uterus removed. I have cancer. I'm not going to be able to have kids. Like the whole spinning thing. I'm like stressed out. That's awful. So I go back, get the ultrasound. That whole experience, I figure, right, that they're, I'm just gonna get the ultrasound, and they're gonna say the doctor will call you with your results, and which is what they said. So I'm like on my way out the door, and this nurse comes back and she's like, "Oh wait, we we want to read the film right now, so can you come back in?" And I'm like, "Yes." So get back in. I'm saying they're like, "Okay, we have to check you in." I'm like, "Why the fuck do you have to check me and take my blood pressure away me?" I'm like, "What's going like? No one's saying anything." Right. I'm like, "For sure, I I have cancer." <laughs> So a gy- not my regular gyno, a different gyno, but not the one that told me I could have uterine tumors, comes in and she's like, yeah, you know, your uterus is totally normal and fine. It's normal sized, but the IUD that you have, the Paragar, which doesn't have hormones, was made for women that have had children and it's the largest IUD on the market. And it's sometimes like your uterus, if you haven't had children yet, will, like mm-hmm. push the IUD out. So you should get a smaller one. So I'm like okay so your body is basically rejecting basically the foreign body rejecting mm-hmm. it because it's the size of it
2: mm-hmm.
0: so i'm like okay this is better than the know, alternatives the alternatives <laughs> but also i have to fucking go through they had to take it out right then and there because she's like this is not where it's supposed to be like we need to get it out um and was
2: that worse because you were unprepared for
0: the pain in so, that moment so so getting it out is fine okay that's not an issue it's like getting it in okay. but she was like you're gonna give me one that's much smaller it does have hormones mm-hmm. but it's like localized i'm gonna go with the um Kylina. oh yeah like okay the smallest one i was like oh, i don't want to do hormones but she said that it's localized and it just like makes the walls of the uterine lining less okay that whatever i don't really know the fucking science of it but point being i have to go back and do this again and i'm totally I'm so sorry totally dreading it i bet i want everyone listening just to feel bad for me and send yes. their love you're
2: not doing that during sober october are you um, I would definitely schedule that for November. <laughs>
0: I, it, the way that it works out, because you have to go when you start your period. Okay. So the way that it works out, it will be in November. So okay, good. Thankfully. And I'm st- and I want to talk about this to bring awareness to the shit that women have to go right? through just to not get pregnant, just to not get pregnant, and like just have our like the way of, of life that we're choosing to have at this right. moment. It's very difficult and stressful to do. Absolutely. And I have to come back from all that and then can go to work. Right. After I hear I might have uterine tumors and get on a nasty call schedule time off of work and i feel like i can't tell my boss and i've had to go like ultrasounds the the appointment to get it in where i have to block out the whole day right and like all these things and i'm just like oh, i'm getting a medical procedure because my boss is a man and like i just don't you don't feel comfortable sharing i don't it. but like i should but yeah. i'm just like, i'm just gonna have this whole big conversation about like, yeah so my birth control story you know it's like, just like blah, right so yeah these are the kinds of things oh. that are happening in our group chat
2: right <laughs> That it's never a dull moment it's i never like a dull moment. will panic i will get back to my phone and there will be 17 new messages i'm like oh no what happened yeah no <laughs> and then I it's know. just you guys like
0: you know talking about your it's, errant nipple hairs yeah totally it's just us uh <laughs> with the sex toys and the botox and all the fun stuff um no but i wanted to share the story too but just that you know, being able to talk about shit like this that we're going through. I hope that if other people, you know, you're not alone in this because it's like, it's like no one talks about this. Absolutely. Right. And it's 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 everything should be on the table. You yeah, know, I mean, that's
2: that's what I tell clients and, and stuff, too. You know, like I'll ask them questions like this because I mean, not about, you know, their sex toy <laughs> habits and things no. like that. But you know, yeah, these these topics are not taboo and shouldn't be off the table. You know, you totally. we're all experiencing the same thing, and I think if we talk about it, we're you know all going to learn something from it and at least know that we're not alone.
0: Uh, well, selfishly, <laughs> that's why I like to share it because Absolutely. I am really fucking scared about it because it is so painful, right? And it's not a pleasant experience. So I'm like, let me just share it with people and get it out and know just that other people are going to kind of be there with me in it they're not going to be there with me i'm going to be doing it alone but i'm going to think about other people in in solidarity with me there you go so do a post about that i'm sure you'll get lots
2: of horror stories and then you can do like we can read them (laughs) i know like anyone have any horror
0: stories or anyone going through something similar let me know we can i've definitely heard it's worse than childbirth though i know that's what it feels like and like i don't know right i don't want to i don't know Never been through childbirth, but that was the easy part for me, to be honest with you. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, I, I'm really happy to hear. I'm that. I'm <laughs> always
2: the person that, like, you know, everybody's going to tell you horror stories, but both of my births were lovely, easy, three pushes or less. Oh, you Michelle. know, I know one of my one of my clients at Uplift had joked that. You know, you you know, I, I used to tell people you can do anything for 20 seconds, you know, or 30 seconds or whatever the interval was. And she was like, you know, when you're in labor, I'm going to come to your hospital room and be like, you can do anything for 30 seconds. And then after I I had him, I'm like, well, the joke's on you because I totally (laughs) did. It didn't
0: even last 30 (laughs) seconds. No, I have my, I have a friend, my friend, Jackie Barrett. She's like one of my best friends. And. I've told her this ahead of time. I'm like, when we know a dude, you know, when the time comes, you, I need you off the entire week of work because you need to be on call to be in the hospital with me coach. Like, I want her as my birth coach. Right. She has no experience as like a doula <laughs> or anything, but her, just something about her Her energy. presence. I will fucking perform for her. Good. Like, yes. I will show up for her. Like, I need her there. Like, everything. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> 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 yeah. No. Sorry. I need Jackie there. I need Jackie right there. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Michelle, the question: What dun, does dun, being dun. fit mean to you? Done, done, done.
2: <laughs> um, what does being fit mean to me? Um, so I've thought about this, and I and I think that I keep coming back to that being fit to me is a mindset mm-hmm. or a way of approaching your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, the qualities that it takes to be fit, you know, the ones that always come up discipline, yeah. consistency, you have to do it day in and day out. Mm-hmm. Your ability to be resilient mm-hmm. in the face of injuries or work deadlines or, yeah. you know, any of the obstacles that come up along the way, um, adapt to changes, mm-hmm. pregnancies. Right. You're right. After birth, you know, all of these things. Yeah. These are all the same qualities that serve us well. In all areas of our life, mm-hmm. you know, so whether we're talking about our relationships or work or or anything like that, so I think that for me, being fit is a tool to discovering um, the power that I have and the strength that I have in all areas of my life. Yeah, um, that we all have access to. Right. So, yeah, I really think that that being fit is is just a A path to discovering our power and strength.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. Path to discovering our power and strength. That's awesome. I'm going to think about that. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I am so excited. We got. I am so happy to know even more about you. I am sure I'll learn much more in the upcoming group chat topics that we have. Can't wait! Can't wait to see (laughs) what's next on the docket. Uh, For listeners, reminder to our listeners: follow the podcast at What the Fit Podcast. Follow me at Chrissy Grody. Spread the word. If you really love What The Fit, and if you want to help contribute to a weekly release, I ask $2 a month through the Patreon page. The link is in the bio. Um, it's really, really helpful. And I I know, again, that we're kind of in this era of expecting and, and we're used to free content. And I would love to be able to do this and give you free contact. But where we are right now, I need your guys' help. So $2 a month if you can. Um And thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to me talk about my birth control.